Welcome. You're listening to Now That You Ask, curious answers to life's persistent questions as seen through the eyes of Akasha Halsey. That would be me. I'll be your host and guide as we settle in for a few minutes of the unexpected that may bring about your own questions and maybe even some answers too. Thanks so much for joining me. Now let's get started with the show. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, the world will know peace. Jimi Hendrix It's in that convergence of spiritual people becoming active and active people becoming spiritual that the hope of humanity now rests. Van Jones This piece is called Heed the Call. I came across both of these quotes some years ago. When I read the quote by Jimi Hendrix about love overcoming power, I wished I'd somehow been able to meet him. I'm not necessarily a fan of his music nor what he imbibed in, but there's so much wisdom in what he said, I find I can't get his thoughts out of my mind. Van Jones I discovered just a couple of years ago. He graduated as a lawyer from Yale, is a distinguished visiting fellow at Princeton, and nowadays he's frequently seen on CNN as a political commentator. The latter is where I was introduced to his thoughts. His background in philosophy of life, as far as I can tell, are the exact opposite of Jimi Hendrix, and yet they both espouse a belief that mankind can rise to their highest level and turn things around. Just a few weeks ago, these same quotes came right on the heels of each other, on some feed or other I see every day. I was happy to see each of them again, remembering them fondly and glad they provided their insight to me another time. I find that these quotes help me believe in my fellow man. They encourage me to think positively and act as if I'm contributing to the hope of humanity. I want humanity to have hope, if not in my lifetime, than in the lifetime of the next generations. Right now, from my perspective, life seems bleak. There's so much chaos in so many places, it's hard to imagine things could go back to a kinder, softer time or forward into a world where we're content to get along with each other. Granted, these are my thoughts, and if you don't agree with me, that's quite all right. I'm clinging to the thoughts of these two men as a way to shine a light for myself. I did some research on Jimi Hendrix and found I had confused him with Bob Marley, whose music could not be any more different. Jimi played with many well-known bands in his short 20-year life. His focus seemed to be on creating his own artistry with his guitar, and I think he certainly did that. So I wonder what prompted him to utter such a profound quote. When the power of love overcomes the love of power, we will have peace. That does not strike me as something that would come from a person who consumes a lot of pharmaceuticals while performing. On the other hand, perhaps it was just these chemicals that allowed him to have such wisdom. It has me think about how many people I dismiss as not this or that, simply because of the music they make, the way they talk, the way they look, the people they hang with that are not my type. His words certainly have me stop and take a look at my own way of thinking. If for nothing else, I love this quote that has been shared with the world at large, and my hope is that other people see the beauty in what he said as well. 
It's simple and feels simply true to me. Van Jones' quote appeals to my head rather than my heart at first glance. I find myself thinking he summarized what is needed for a world in pain. It feels like a rational way to think, but the heart's not excluded because that's what is at the heart of spirituality. I was active without much spirituality, but with a desire for fairness in our world when I was young. I marched for women's rights, went to jail briefly, protested, walked for civil rights. I felt good about it. Lately, though, I found myself thinking, well, I did my part. Now it's the next generation's turn. And when I think about it like that, I don't feel so good about myself. I have developed a spiritual program that works for me, that reminds me to treat others as I wish to be treated, that reminds me to reach out a hand to anyone I meet. This is all good and well, but is this really making spirituality an active part of my life? It doesn't quite feel like I've gotten there, so clearly... I have some thinking and perhaps some doing ahead of me. As anyone who listens to me knows, I just love quotes. My collection, which serves as a focus for many podcasts, reminds me of who I would like to be rather than who I can be on occasion. I like that. I like knowing there's more I can do, more I can be, and that these things can bring more into my life and hopefully into the lives of others. I strive to be a better person, all the while hoping I don't really have to leave sarcasm and self-deprecation along the line at some point. I really like those two parts about me. I do have a sense of humor as a large part of whom I am, and it serves me as a vehicle for kindness, both to myself and other people. I cling to it as a lifesaver every day. Do I want to be a better person? I do. Do these kinds of quotes remind me I can be? You bet. Do they also remind me I have some work to do? Yes, that too. These are the kind of reminders I like to get. Not about having a better body or some more of this or that, but of being more of who I can be. I think that's the reason we're all here, frankly, but then, well, that's just me. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining, too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.